0: You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number nine. In this episode, I'm speaking to Natalie Sisson, who is also known as the suitcase entrepreneur. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Somba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs, With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time, but you can get there faster with the right strategies. I share with you proven strategies on how to build a profitable online business from your passion. You'll also learn how to master your mindset uplevel your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. In this episode, I'm speaking to Natalie Sisson about why she took a sabbatical from her business, how she did it, and what she plans to do next. Through my own entrepreneurial journey and by training thousands of online entrepreneurs, I've identified seven stages of a profitable online business. Get free access to the seven stages training videos and the show notes of this episode by going to sigrun.com. Forward
1: slash nine. I'm super excited to be here with Natalie Sisson, the suitcase entrepreneur. She is the one of the people who inspired me to go on this path of being an entrepreneur and being location independent. Now I'm able to be live in Iceland and Switzerland, and it. Wouldn't be this way if we didn't have people like Natalie to inspire us and show that this is possible. Thank you so much for being on the
2: show today. Thank you so much for having me.
1: So I would really love for you to kind of tell the audience about you. But first I want to share how I, you know, found out about you. It's actually through my sister. She was kind of on the lookout for interesting people online and said, oh, here is a person and she's writing a book. And I remember you also doing like a Kickstarter campaign for your book. And actually I had discovered you before that, but the book kind of, I found it was such an interesting concept to launch your book through Kickstarter. And since then, many other people have chosen that path too. And also many of my clients know you too. So it's kind of fun to finally connect and do this interview. But I would love for you to maybe share for those who may not know you, who is Natalie Sisson? Oh, that's such a
2: great question.
1: <laughs> it's changed
2: so much. So I'm, I'm a freedomist. I describe myself as a freedomist, somebody who puts freedom as my highest value. I'm originally from New Zealand and essentially after going through the corporate world, I for the last nine years now have been an entrepreneur who has run her business from anywhere in the world, mainly using a laptop and a smartphone And I just think it's just a really amazing time in history where we're able to be location independent, create businesses around our knowledge, skills, and talents, which in the past would have been so difficult to do. But now with tools and technology, we can essentially become what I call leading learners. So people who are a couple of steps ahead of somebody else and have knowledge that that person wants and they're able to teach it in a really great way. So that's ultimately what I do and also who I am. So as I said, from New Zealand originally, a freedomist at heart and somebody who's just passionate about helping people build businesses that actually support their ideal lifestyle, don't take over it and not about working 60, 70 hour work weeks. I think so many people have that wrong. So I'm all about having more time and freedom in your life so you can absolutely live an awesome and wonderful lifestyle. And you
1: created this brand, Suitcase
2: Entrepreneur.
1: What was the idea behind it? That you would travel the world and just take your business anywhere?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I actually originally started off with Women's World with a Z because I'm from an NZ woman. And I was really interviewing women entrepreneurs who were CEOs or co-founders of tech companies, because at the time I was a co-founder of a technology company, and I just, you know, such a male-dominated industry at the time, and still is a little, and so I started interviewing people, much like we're doing here, to find out more about them, how they got there, why they were successful, what things they'd learned along the way, and The minute I actually started creating my own offerings, I did a a social media boot camp for entrepreneurs, how to use it to grow your business. I thought, well, I've run this as a workshop. I'm sure I can take this online and into a program. And that's exactly what I did. It was pretty difficult at the time. I think I just took a huge leap, flew to Argentina and started trying to figure out how to put products and programs up online and run my business from anywhere and then after Argentina I went to Amsterdam for two months and then Berlin and then I was in the U.S. at a conference in November of 2010 and people were like so they always ask you the same questions don't they what do you do where are you from and I'd always be like the Kiwi the New Zealander who lived out of a suitcase and wasn't from anywhere and was traveling around and it was just people were like wow, it's so bizarre and so crazy and so cool. And one of the guys at that conference said, so you're like a traveling entrepreneur? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you're like a suitcase entrepreneur. I was like, oh, that's it. So that's pretty much where it came from was that the (laughs) minute he said that, I was like, that's exactly what I am. To me, it means being mobile and packing everything up. You don't have to live out of a suitcase. I'm sure not many people actually want to on reflection, but it's more about being mobile and having the ability to be location independent, whether that's your own home, cafes, or while traveling the world. So that's actually where it came from. And because I literally was living out of my suitcase, it just made so much sense.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, 2010, you say, so that's a pretty long time you've been doing this. And I bet there've been many ups and downs on this path yeah and because you know I followed your journey for a while and I noticed that you took a sabbatical and I was very curious and that's normally how the best interviews are is when I can you know just get curious and ask people so why so why did you take a sabbatical
2: yeah it's a great question so I celebrated seven years in business this April and my gift to myself was to take three months or more off my business partly because like any business 7 years is a long time to be doing what you're doing and even though I love it I was starting to find my energy levels were dipping I was actually getting a little tired of the constant travel you know it's a long time to be doing that I just wanted to get my mojo back I think there's so many people entering this realm so many more people who are figuring this out now and so many more people on the scene. Whereas when I started, it was quite new. There were none of the services like Airbnb and Uber. Um, there were no things like co working and roam and all these services that have come out for people who are roaming the world. And so it's a lot easier now. It's just a lot easier. A lot of people talk about it. It's become a lot more common to people who want to live this life and I always like to be ahead of the curve and at the start of trends so I was like maybe I just want to take some time out get some perspective and really hone in on what it is that is unique to me still and what do I actually want to be doing for the next stage so what if I was leveling up and I was growing and I was taking my community with me what would that be and that's what that three months out was just to completely disconnect to see if my systems and my tools and my team actually worked which is what I've been practicing and teaching and preaching for years to see if my business could run without me which it can which is great and also just to give myself a break have some creative time do my own learning and just literally take some time off that coupled with the fact that I bought a beautiful lifestyle property with my partner that I'm in a loving relationship that I got a puppy and chickens and totally changed my entire world and I just wanted some time out to really enjoy that and experience it so I think it was perfect timing.
1: Yeah, was there any incident that triggered this or was it more like over a period of time you'd start to realize that maybe I sh- you should do that?
2: I feel it was sort of a build-up, but in September last year, I was traveling, I was speaking, getting these paid speaking gigs, flicking all over, so like flitting all over the world. And on top of that, I was relaunching or having the next launch of my Freedom Plan program, which I love and is my signature program. And it just, everything just felt like a burden rather than a joy. I was trying to take my team through the launch. I was trying to train them up. I was, you know, at these events where I usually love networking and I just had no energy to to spend a lot of time with people. You know, I enjoyed the speaking, but outside of that I just noticed everything that I used to love was becoming a bit of a drain. And the launch didn't go well. I mean it went well by other people's perspectives, but by mine it was just It was just a pain and it was frustrating and it was disappointing. And I think all of those things culminated around September, October and me turning to my partner, Josh, and just saying, I've just had enough. Like, I just want a break. I have no energy left for this. And this is not the fun and freedom that it originally was. And I just knew I probably needed some time out because in the business that I'm in, I'm constantly creating content. I'm constantly giving, I'm constantly teaching and coaching. And so you're giving a lot of your energy And I feel like I probably just hadn't filled up my reserves for a while. So yeah, I'd say that was the tipping point. And then it was great because I said right by 1st of April, which is just before my birthday, I'm going to take the sabbatical. So I had a really nice lead up of sort of four months or so, four or five months to get my team ready for it, to get my business ready for it, which felt really good. And then for them to be cool when I went offline. So it was a good thing to have a date.
1: Yeah, so you had a date when you were actually gonna go offline, and were you able to stay offline? Like, it's hard to imagine when you're in the middle of it that this is possible, so
0: how did it work?
2: I didn't actually go offline for the whole sabbatical. I took a week's digital sabbatical of being completely disconnected. But what it was, was a break from my business. So I still wanted to be online and be able to connect with my friends. I still wanted to see what was going on in the world. And I still wanted to learn. So I took my own courses. I took a course through edX, which is a great platform. And it was called The Science of Happiness, I took a course around dog behavioral psychology because I had this puppy. I took a course around health and fitness just to sort of refresh all what I knew. And so it was just my learning time. In addition to that, I was setting up this house because if you live in a suitcase, you have nothing. So going from a suitcase to like a four or five bedroom house and two and a half acres of land was nuts. So I spent a lot of time on the land, in the garden, just really sort of setting up this place it was a bit of a project and I think that took up a good month or so of my time which I loved. and then the reality kind of hit like oh wow like okay the house is kind of set up now and here I am I'm on on this property sort of by myself a lot because my partner has a business but he was going into town and I've got a puppy which feels a little bit like a kid which is a whole new ballgame so I went from this sort of totally different lifestyle to this lifestyle here and even though I love it it's been it probably was almost too much dramatic change at once, but that's the way I sort of seem to go through my life as I jump into the deep end of the new thing that I want to experience. But it's definitely been really interesting. And the one thing that's come out of it, Sigrid, that was interesting to me is almost a bit of a loss of identity, because when everything you do is based around travel and business and being single and roaming the world, and then to put all of those things to the side, so to sort of stop traveling for that period of time, to now be in a loving relationship, to now having a base, and then also just stopping my business for three months. It was like I gave up every sense of my identity. So it definitely threw up some really good things for me to go through and work through and lean into and just sort of experience.
1: Yeah, and what does this mean when your business is actually called the suitcase entrepreneur and now yeah. you are not, you know, in yeah. a, uh, traveling with a suitcase anymore? What does it mean for you?
2: Yeah, well I'm not ever going to not travel because I just love it and it's in my blood and we were just in Melbourne recently and we're planning a trip to the Pacific Islands soon and then what we want to do is every summer be over in Europe actually and experiencing that. But I think the thing is that the suitcase entrepreneur to me always meant freedom and location independence on your own terms and interestingly over the years as I've travelled I thought it was really cool to be living out of a suitcase and most people I met are like that would be the worst thing in the world for me but what I do like that you do is that you have the freedom to choose where you want to be and a lot of people in my community actually love being at home by themselves or with their partners or with their kids but they love the idea of being able to just pack up and go off and take their business with them if they want to go on holiday or an extended time away or to go and live somewhere for a few months. And so what I appreciate is that what it represents the suitcase entrepreneur is not living out of a suitcase so much as just that freedom to do whatever you wish and to live your life how you want and to have a business that can support whatever you way you want to live. So Yes, it's a little bit of a shift and I have started my brand NatalieSisson.com where I'm talking more about the quest for freedom but the suitcase entrepreneur will always live on and there's so many people who are on the precipice of starting this lifestyle that it's still got so much information and content and resources for people and I'm really looking forward to inviting my community in to be writing articles who are living and breathing it right now as well as what I've been through so that it continues on. So yeah, it's been a shift and it's not my full identity anymore, but it never was about me. It was about really the, the telling the story of setting up your life to suit you and the business to support it.
1: So actually, you are then creating two businesses right now, if you could view it like that.
2: Yeah, I am. And I've always just had one business with multiple revenue streams. But uh, my personal brand, Natalie Sisson, is really about me establishing myself as the authority on freedom, I guess, and location independence, and also really looking at freedom more than just in business, but personal freedom, relationship freedom, financial freedom. So I'm really excited about that because it's still on the same vein, but it's just allowing me to grow and develop and go deeper into topics that have always excited me and intrigued me, but I haven't necessarily had the time or energy to put into. And then there'll be businesses coming out of that. So yeah, this is a big year for just throwing everything up in the air and seeing what lands and I have some entrepreneurship programs and mentoring and actual physical things that I want to do here in New Zealand to actually build a community here and help entrepreneurs get off the ground so it's a really exciting time it's kind of taking all the yeah, things yeah it's really and exciting and, and yeah yeah so it's just like a new chapter a new stage but also still growing and improving the freedom plan and nurturing my community there and also looking at who's on the ground here in New Zealand where the location independence and co-working and virtual businesses are actually still pretty new. they have a little bit late to the game here and in Australia, but they're really hungry and keen to learn. So I feel like all my skills and experience overseas are actually at a really good point to bring here.
1: Mm, that sounds great. So I wanna rewind a little bit back to when you were preparing for your sabbatical. I think that's where many of those who are listening would love to know how you were able to just go away I guess you had a lot, of, many things already in place, but you said you, you took three, four months to prepare that. So how did you do that? I think I did that more for my team
2: who were like, you're going to do what? so um, what I I actually did which was interesting is in October November I completely had a redesign of my website so it wasn't like I just went offline I I did all this stuff beforehand I changed my website the branding upgraded it refreshed it we reduced it by about 80 pages it was nuts we worked on the SEO we fixed a lot of broken links because you can imagine a blog with over 800 blog posts over seven years at just a site that had got quite clunky. In addition to that, I left behind using Infusionsoft, which was my main CRM sales affiliate management email system, completely left it behind because it was frustrating me and went to ConvertKit, Teachable and ClickFunnels. So literally swapped out every single major system under the sun in our business and that was interesting because everything took a hit. Like it took a long, it didn't take a long time, but it took time for all of us to learn the new systems. Traffic on my site dipped before it started going up. There were a few teething issues as you switched over. But what I think it did is it gave real clarity because when you're switching systems and changing out things, what you also do is tidy up everything else. So I re looked at my sales funnel. I hired somebody on my team to go through that with me, and we just really looked at what had been working and what did we want. So we put in some new offerings and opt-ins and resources in addition to that I just really looked at the systems that we had in place for my team and all the standard operating procedures that we have for every single task and area so we cleaned all of those up and I got my team to work on you know updating those so that everybody felt really good about it and what I then started doing was just telling them what would be happening so I started handing over my email to my virtual assistant and just training her in that. it was pretty easy just doing a couple of videos or like here's how I sort through my email here's where to file them and she's very capable and so she was able to take that over and it was really about just allowing the team members, it's a small team and they're all around the world and they're all virtual, just to sort of say here's what you're going to own and do you feel comfortable with that and to give them time to push back if they needed or to just say oh no I don't feel comfortable with that but this I can do. And we also set up one thing was our our marketing and editorial calendar, I, I set that up every year but we did it 12 months in advance so People knew what the content was that was going out, what the promotions were, and so everything was sort of known in advance. It didn't always work perfectly, but the point is that we had the basic framework there for people to work off, so they felt like they knew what was happening.
1: So basically, the content you had already created, you
2: rotated that for the next months, and then you didn't have to create any new content, right? No, we didn't We didn't have the content created, although we are sitting on a, a wealth of content that I've created, but what it meant is that I had on a content editor sort of blog writer and he was responsible for going okay so in May we're doing this theme so therefore I can get guest contributors and we brought in guest contributors for the first time in like six years and it didn't all work out perfectly like but yeah nothing ever does but the point was that there was regular content going out and that we did have guest contributors that the promotions of things that we were actually talking about and sharing were going through that emails were being written to the community And on the whole, I think it worked pretty well. The one thing that I noticed is that you are you and people, especially when you're a personal brand, like I am, people follow you. So when it's not you behind the scenes, for sure, I'm sure that some people were like, I'll just wait until Natalie's back. And it didn't feel like anything had really changed. A lot of people said it was pretty seamless, but you could just tell by the way I write and, and how I approach things. But I think it's good to step back from your business and I think everybody should try it from time to time and actually see what the bottlenecks are, because normally the bottleneck is you. It's the CEO. It's the person who's like, oh, no, I must do everything or I have to be in charge of everything. And actually, you don't. Like, if you were to be sick, then everything's going to fall over if you haven't got a business that runs without you. So it was a really good test. And we've continued to refine things since then. And I think, as I said, it's good for everybody to do you know, once a month a year even just to sort of see how... Things go without you, and to just take that time out to recharge, refresh, re energize, get more creative. Like, I'm so much more energized now. And so, it's like I've gained my enthusiasm back for my business as if I was at the beginning. So, I highly recommend sabbaticals for anybody. We can really feel your energy.
1: And (laughs) now, we, of course, want to dive deeper. So, basically, you had all these sales funnels. Can you give us an idea of what kind of products were selling while you were? Taking your sabbatical, like a price points, or yeah, you know, just like you know, people get an idea what they need to prepare if they want to take time off like this.
2: Yeah, so um, currently my business is just online programs. I actually took all my products off about a year ago, so I have three programs. I have my main Freedom Plan program, which is around a thousand dollars investment, and it's very very substantial like it's to me it's an experience and it's an ongoing experience to help you build your business create the right mindset and live the ideal lifestyle Um, so I'm really proud of that and then my other offerings are actually quite a jump from there so $97 for idea to income which I built because so many people were like I'd love to do your freedom plan program but I don't actually have the business idea yet so it's a program to take you from having an idea into validating it into the right business model and earning income. And then I have a simple rock your systems because I love systems so much that is $69. And so the interesting thing that I think it pointed out to me while I was offline is they continued to sell, but I was doing no Facebook ads, no other marketing. We weren't sending out many emails. And so definitely sales dipped because there wasn't any promotions. There was no consistent sort of promoting of that. But people just still would come through the sales funnels. They'd find my blog or my podcast and they'd go through the quiz and you can't actually just buy things on my site. You actually have to go through a funnel right now so that I make sure I take you on the right journey because somebody just starting out versus somebody who's advanced is going to need different things. So I think it proved to me that sales still came in, which was great. I still ran the promotions through my team. So we were affiliates for a couple of programs that were going on and they went really well. People were still finding the content and as I said, things did dip, but it also just proved to me that I want to redo and improve my sales funnels and I want to add in a couple more offerings that just make a lot more sense and look at my pricing and models because every time I get some perspective from your business, you can sort of see the gaps or areas where people really do need help that I could be covering. So I think that's the other thing that was really highlighted to me it's just getting a better perspective and sitting back and going, hmm, is this working and is this in alignment?
1: Yeah, so now you're sabbatical over right you are back on the, yes. you know you're doing your business again and i guess you have now facebook ads running again you're doing probably facebook lives and things like that what if you look back you you mentioned a few key takeaways but you said okay the big perspective maybe you know adding a few products that your sales customer journey isn't that such a big jump from 69 mm-hmm. or 97 2000 but anything else like that you can really kind of say were a key takeaway for you
2: yeah, I, um, I've i just had my puppy come to join me. Actually, I haven't started back with ads or sales funnels or anything because I'm easing into it. That's another thing. I didn't just want to come straight back in. Hello. And uh, so for me, I think... We the love thing dogs. Is, yay. Mm-hmm. The thing I think for me is actually just improving on every level. So while I was offline and even when I was Online, But just I was watching and observing people doing launches and building their businesses. And I think just across every level, I I thought I want to improve and I want to be the best of the best. So I think for me, it just proved to me that I don't want to produce anything mediocre. Not that I feel I ever have, but just that people are improving and doing things so much better than when I first came online, when, you know, you could kind of produce something and put it out there. And I think people have just improved across every level. So really just upping my game is one thing that came out of it and taking time to develop research and validate anything that I'm putting out there and making sure it's absolutely rock solid. In the past, I've been really good at sort of teaching and getting people to take action and delivering things on time and and quite rapidly so they can learn. And now I want to put a lot more thought and depth behind everything. Not that there hasn't been, but I just want to go even deeper. And I want to do more research and I want to make sure that people are going to get results. So that's probably been the biggest factor for me. That's why I'm not jumping back in with Facebook Lives and ads. I'm really just working on the strategy that feels good for me going forward that still gives me the time and freedom that I love. And I'm definitely easing into it and just taking a much more considered approach, which is quite new for me. (laughs) Always been an action taker, but just really, yeah, and involving the community more. I'm currently doing interviews of Freedom Plan members to really understand what else they need, what they want, how I can improve it and then I'm going to be redesigning that version and of course my book The Suitcase Entrepreneur has got picked up by a major publisher and that's coming out in the first week of September and I'm excited because it's like a whole new lease on life for that book and so that's been quite a great driver for me to just go really what do I want The Suitcase Entrepreneur to become and how can I make it even better
1: that's fantastic i love that approach and uh, i guess we're quite similar in that way i'm also an action taker but i do love and you can see when people put more thought into their online programs or whatever they do in their online business so i love i'm looking forward towards that thank you so much natalie so last but not least how do people find you online i know where to find you but my listeners would love to find know that too
2: <laughs> i would love it if people would say hello on twitter or instagram i'm at natalie sisson and then of course suitcaseentrepreneur.com a great site loads of resources there's some really neat free opt-ins and resources on the homepage to sort of help you figure out where you're at on your journey and if they want to sort of follow the personal journey around the quest for freedom natalie sisson.com as we discussed those are the the two sort of main sites that i live on and um, where people can find out more and be part of it
1: Thank you so much, Natalie. I really appreciate your time and I'm looking forward to
2: see your path move forward. Me too. And thank you so much. This has been so much fun.
0: Through my own entrepreneurial journey and by training thousands of online entrepreneurs, I've identified seven stages of a profitable online business. You can get free access to the seven stages training videos and the show notes of this episode by going to sigrun.com forward slash nine. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.